Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. If you're ready to drop the excuses and start showing up as the boss you know you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. What's up? I hope you are having an amazing day so far. Thank you so much for choosing to hang out with me for a few minutes. I have a quick little pep talk for you. I have been just on fire in my mind and my content with the pep talks. And I feel like I've been just really inspired lately to to preach, harp, speak on, um, just give my two cents on confidence and empowerment and just really whoever needs to hear it being the voice telling you that you can and you should. And I don't know what that's all about. I hope y'all are cool with it, but it's just, it's what has been coming out of me so easily and what I've been most inspired to talk about. And I have learned in my years of, of just creating content in general and now, you know, a year creating podcasts that you should just kind of go with your gut and what, what feels good and what you feel inspired to talk about. So here we are. You may hear Cruz above me. He has been put down for a nap now for, let's see, it's three o'clock right now. He went down about 1230 and he has not fallen asleep, but he is happy. He's just in his crib, living his best life, talking to himself. Every once in a while, you hear him jump up and down, and it's great, but hopefully it's not too distracting for you. And yeah, so let me first, I want to share a story with you. I want to share with you this, a little history lesson that none of us knew that we needed, Maybe you've heard this before. Maybe you know about this, but I really didn't as silly and crazy as it sounds because the story that I'm about to share with you should be something that we are all pretty familiar with, but I like knew the very basics and knew no details. So thanks to Chris, my husband, he filled me in on this story and it kind of blew my mind and it sparked the idea for this episode and some other thoughts I'm going to share with you today. So, okay, let me just paint the picture. So I'm getting ready for bed the other night and Chris comes in and he is a history buff. He loves all things, especially American history. And he is listening to a book on the Wright brothers who are the inventors They're credited with the invention of the airplane. And he comes in and he is just like mind blown. And he's like, babe, can I just, can I just share with you what I just learned in this book? I know you're not really into it, but I just, I really think you would appreciate it. And that's, that's exactly what he sounds like for anybody curious. Not really, but anyway. Um, and you know, at first I was like, oh God, come on. But very rarely does he do this. So I was like, okay, all right. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's, let's hear about the Wright brothers. And what he shared with me, 
I was like, dang, that that is inspiring AF. And it just made me think so hard about how I approach my business and the things that I'm working toward. It made me think so deep about how big I allow myself to dream, how much I let the opinions of others affect me, and this concept of basically like success. And, you know, we all have different different definitions of success, but like the whole idea of like sometimes success requires foolishness, especially in the beginning and, you know, letting people laugh, letting people think you're crazy. And it just really kind of blew my mind. So that is what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to share with you just a really, really quick recap on the Wright Brothers because I think you will appreciate it as much as I did. And then I'm going to kind of tie it in to some thoughts on how this applies to all of our businesses because I see this with myself. And then I also see a lot of these insecurities and things in my in my clients as well. So I'm going to bring it all back to... I'm going to bring it home. Okay, just trust me. All right, so the Wright brothers, history lesson. They are credited for inventing the aeroplane. Aeroplane. Um, with the airplane. Now, let me just explain what this looked like back then, which was a very, very long time ago. I don't know the exact year. Okay, sue me. But they, these two brothers, they had always been obsessed with aeronautics. And I guess, like, in that time, there were other people trying to invent airplanes, and there were a lot of talk around that somebody was going to finally do it, and eventually there were, there would be some way to fly. Like, they didn't know, they didn't know about airplanes yet, but they knew, and a lot of people were speculating that eventually there would be some way for us to fly to different locations, all right? But nobody had figured it out. It it was like this trending topic. And the crazy thing is, and it's so funny, but major institutions and like scientific organizations and publications like newspapers and colleges were coming out and saying that the pursuit of creating something that flew and flew humans was silly and dangerous, which, you know, danger, they're not wrong there. But like basically the pursuit, the whole thing was just ridiculous. And they have like newspaper and publication, like print, you know, um, proof where they were saying these things, like there were quotes of people saying, if men were meant to fly, God would have given them wings. Even if we could fly, what would be the point, right? Like these were massive major institutions saying these things, like not even allowing themselves to to consider the possibility of what that would look like. And honestly, like In their defense, if you think about it, like if there was never an airplane and you didn't even know what that could look like and nobody had ever flown before, you're probably picturing like somebody with some, you know, some fake synthetic wings or something trying to flap. Yeah, like it seems crazy. Okay, so to, in their defense, I kind of get what they're saying, right? But like that is the environment that the Wright brothers were coming up in. But regardless... They were obsessed 
and they could not get enough of it. Like they would just go out and for hours they would watch birds fly to kind of like see what the process was for taking fly and blah, 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 blah. All right. So during this time, they also had a very successful bike shop. Okay. So in their pursuit of just kind of like studying and, you know, this kind of what started out as I imagine from what I can understand, basically like this, this passion hobby of theirs. It's not like they had all of this idle time on their hands to go and sit and bird watch. No, they had a very successful bike shop that took up a ton of time. They were making really, really good money, especially for that day and age. But despite all of that, they could not deny their passion for flying and and figuring this out in aeronautics. So even though they had no reason to do this at all, they decided to pick up and move from Ohio, which is where they were living, to North Carolina because I guess North Carolina had more favorable conditions to test flying. All right, so let's just like think about that right now. This just crazy pursuit of this passion where, yeah, like other people were trying it. It was this hot topic, but for the most part, people were making fun of it and mocking it. But these guys were so passionate that they they literally picked up and moved. And I don't know if they had families at the time. I don't know anything about their social lives, but I can imagine that their social life had to have suffered a bit from making that decision. Like, can you imagine being married to one of these guys and being like, babe, come on, like, let let the bird stuff go. But they did it. Now, this is where it gets kind of crazy. So I guess during this whole pursuit, they were very closely following this French scientist who was considered at the time like one of the founding fathers of aeronautics. All right. Like he was considered the most prominent thought leader in the world of aviation. And I guess from, I think, <laughs> don't quote me on this, but from what I can understand, like he had been doing it longer, you know, like the, the from what I can understand, the Wright brothers like looked up to him. And this dude had all these calculations and theories on what it would take to fly and what like some sort of airplane or flying machine would would look like and what it would take for that to actually work. Like he had all these theories and these calculations that a lot of people were basing their work or at least the Wright brothers were basing like a lot of their testing on. Well, eventually they realized that homeboy's information and calculations were dead wrong. Like, way, 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 way off. So at this point, they had invested all this money. They'd invested all this time. They had moved states, right? They had left their successful business. Like, all of these things. All to realize that all of that work and effort and time that they had put into it was based on these false theories and inaccurate calculations. It was all just for nothing. Like, it it didn't work. And there are, I guess, there are journal entries where they they realize this and, and they come to this conclusion in their journals and they're like really upset. Like they, they're super bummed about it. 
and super disheartened and like basically questioned, now what? Now what do we do? Guess how long, guess how long they stayed bummed out and in inaction? Just guess. For a day. For literally a day, they sat in their sorrow they let themselves be sad. And then I guess like the next day they were like, well, guess we have to figure it out. And long story short, they ended up doing it. And I don't know how long it took at that point. But once they, you know, they they took ownership of it, they took responsibility, they didn't turn around to go home or and go home. You know, they they stayed true to this passion in this pursuit, and they were the ones who figured it out themselves with their own calculations and their own theories and their own, eventually, airplane. So, I mean, how crazy is that, right? And, like, these were, like, these are my takeaways from that story. Like, it, it really blew my mind because, first of all, they didn't let other people deter them and throw them off track. Even other people who were considered more successful and more wise, right? Like colleges and newspapers and, you know, these, like I said, these big industries who basically mocked anybody who gave this any amount of time and effort. They didn't let that deter them, right? They stayed curious. They continued following their passion. And Even though they had a great reason to leave it all behind and then focus on something safer, you know, even like whenever things hit the fan and they realized that those calculations are wrong, like they could have went back to their old business. They could have stopped there and said, you know what? We gave it a good shot. We tried. It's it's pointless. Nobody's going to fly. This is dumb. You know, and they didn't. They, I mean, I have to imagine they had to have like... They had to have had like this intuition, this inner knowing that had to keep them going. So they stayed the course. They relentlessly pursued their passion. They took responsibility for it and they owned it and they figured it out. And I just think that is such a crazy story. And I know that there are so many other stories of inventors and even people just making it, quote, making it in a specific industry have very similar stories where they get thrown off track and, you know, things kind of get crazy and they move hell and earth to go after a thing. And usually something goes wrong and they stay the course and they end up like doing the thing. Okay. And that's obviously like a massive generalization, but I can't think of any stories right now and examples, but I'm sure you guys understand what I'm talking about. And it made me think like, okay, my own business, for instance, I'm not doing anything new, right? Like I, I am pursuing, I have goals. I have big dreams for my own business. And I'm not pursuing it, but I'm not pursuing, like, I'm not trying to build an airplane over here, right? I'm just trying to make an industry better with my own touch. And maybe that will, at some point, bring in some sort of innovation. That would be great. But as of right now, like, what I'm doing is is not even close to crazy, right? But even me at this level, 
where I, I'm currently, I'm achieving success. I'm making money. I have, you know, clients filled and all the things. Even I still care about what other people think. And I still worry how other people are going to think of me. And I still find myself holding back from sharing what I truly want to say and how I truly feel and like stepping in to this version of myself and and like sharing this version of my message that is strong. Like I find myself still holding back out of fear of like what people will think of me. I still do this. And and like to give just a quick example, I, you know, I have my Instagram page, I have my podcast, I have Facebook groups, and I share my heart there. Like you, you guys get how I feel. And like, I feel like the, you know, I, I'm getting more comfortable, I'm getting more bold in some of my messaging, you know, and I think that that is a natural progression that I am just like, comfortably leaning into and just kind of like evolving as I go. I think that that's totally part of the process where you just evolve and you, you learn your voice and you learn your message and you gradually get more comfortable. Right. But like, I don't even post my stuff on my personal Facebook feed. This is something that I coach my clients to do is like put yourself on your personal Facebook feed because you have a ton of potential clients there and you're going to get so much better reach. Um, because people are watching and well, you'll get better reach there versus like a business account because people are like watching and paying attention. Um, you know, I coach that all day long, but I won't do it because I'm like low key worried and insecure about like what family members and people from high school and I don't know, like old acquaintances, old acquaintances, like dumb, dumb, dumb. I'm saying this out loud. I'm like, what the frick? That is so stupid, you know, but I'm just giving you an example. And just, just in case somebody is here like, well, why would you coach your people to do that? Because the people that I coach, most of them sell like some sort of product or some sort of service that I feel like more masses are interested in versus me, I sell something that's more niche. And I don't have a lot of people in my personal audience that are interested in what I have to sell and the type of content. And, you know, I'm sure some people could. And I know I follow a lot of coaches who do use their personal page. And I find like, I, I'm really impressed by that, because I do think it takes it takes some balls to put yourself out there in front of in front of old acquaintances and family. Why? Why is that so weird? I don't know. I'm working through it, okay? <laughs> but I just wanted to give you an example. But also, this makes me think of you. And it makes me think of so many of the women that I've worked with who also struggle with that level of insecurity and quote fear of what people think or people thinking that they're foolish or they're silly or they're trying too hard or they're being inauthentic or, you know, whatever the story is that we all tell ourselves on some level. And what we are doing, y'all, is not that crazy, right? Like, I'm here to help solopreneur women grow their businesses via social media, okay? I'm not trying to build a freaking airplane 
or whatever the equal equivalent, like what would be the equivalent now? A spaceship. I don't know. There, we already have those. I don't even know what it would be, right? Same for you. You probably sell a product or a service that mass amounts of people genuinely want and need. And it's been proven. There is nothing crazy about that. But how often do you hold yourself back and not even give yourself the chance to like really dream and put yourself out there and or even take it further? Maybe there is another business that you truly like deep down want to pursue or go after, but you're worried about what other people will think or, you know, another angle to look at it. You're worried that it won't work, you know, so like comparing what kind of blew my mind was comparing the the Wright brothers story and their relentless pursuit of this thing that seemed so crazy and foolish comparing it to what we won't do for ourselves when it is for mo- I mean I I think I can safely say for most people everybody listening to this podcast nobody's pursuing anything that crazy I, I and if, if you are, I genuinely want to know and message me because, like, I want to cheer you on and I just want to know, like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but do you, do you see what I'm saying here? What we're doing is not crazy. So why are we worried? Why do we put so much fear and why do we let so much insecurity hold us back from what we really want to do? It's not that crazy. It's not that deep. And I really think it's like this weird self-imposed prison. I think a lot of it too is the social media day and age. We all have just this obnoxious 360 view. Well, it seems like that of all of our lives because of social media, right? Like everybody's watching. We can all like check in on each other and there's more eyeballs on all of us than there ever has been, and certainly more than the Wright brothers had to deal with, right? And I think that probably plays a big role in it too. Actually, I know it does. So it just inspired me. Inspired me to kind of check in with myself and ask myself, okay, what I'm doing is not that crazy. It's not that bold, but I'm still holding myself back and acting like what I'm doing is rocket science over here. Not rocket science, but like something something scarier than what it is. Are you doing the same? That's my question to you. Are you doing the same? And can you look at that objectively and see it for what it is? which is a lie and false and an illusion. And then how can you let that empower you to act differently? So that's like my first question for you. And the other question for you, something that I want you to kind of ponder on is, is there something else that you know that you're meant to be doing that you won't even let yourself go there because it's not safe or because it seems foolish? Or because what you're doing right now is safer or more responsible. Something to think about, right? I don't know. I think I think it's just it's gotten really, really easy to 
it's gotten really easy to care a little too much about what others think about us. And maybe, maybe it's just me, but I know it's not because I, I talked to a lot of women about this, but it's just, I don't know. It's, it's something that I think we can all, all think about. And I was on a run the other day and I was thinking about this too, because I was thinking about like my first business and you know, the first half of my business, first phase, first year of my business, some of you all know this, but I was managing social media for bigger businesses and it was safe and I was making good money and there was so much room for growth and I totally could have turned that into something great, like incredible, but I had no passion for it. No passion. And it drove me crazy. It felt like every time I sat down to do work, it felt like I was walking through mud. Like every ounce of me was like, you don't want to do this. This is stupid. This is stupid. This is stupid. This stop. This is stupid. Right? Like I hated it. And finally, like I didn't want to do this, by the way, y'all. I was pregnant with Cruz, my first baby. We weren't making half of what we're making now. My income was needed. We needed my income. And I had to give myself a hard look in the mirror and just accept the fact that I could keep doing this and be fully miserable. Or I could listen to what was happening inside me, my I don't inner voice, inner wisdom, intuition, whatever the heck it is, and, and address it. And I had to do it. And it was like the least safe thing I could have done at the time. I had a baby on the way. And, and I did. And I didn't know what it looked like, right? I kind of had like a nudge because I was lucky enough to, to have worked with a few other women just on a one-on-one -on -one basis. I had this nudge that maybe that was the direction I was supposed to go. Maybe I was meant to work more one-on-one -on -one with women. So I followed that. I went with it. And one step lit the path for the next step, which lit the path for the next step. I did not see where I was going until I took another step. Hand on a Bible. I didn't know. And Chris Reeves thought I was crazy. He thought I was crazy. He did not know what I was thinking at the time. God love him. And whoever knows him, you know, some of you guys know him. He is literally like, he's a million times better than me. He's like the best person in the world. And he, and he supports everything that I do, no matter what. And even he was like, you sure? <laughs> you know, and, but, but like, even that, like what I did, like, that's not a crazy bold move, but it was for me. And it felt like it at the time. And I followed that, but I had to like really put my blinders on and not care about like what family members saw or what people, you know, anybody else who thought it was crazy. And, and like, I remember in the beginning of my business, 
on social media, when I really, I wanted to coach, I decided, you know, I finally figured out that, okay, I'm, I'm going to start coaching other women. This is what I want to do. I want to start teaching other women how to use their social media and their online presence in the most effective way to grow like real business and create real income. I decided that's what I was going to do. So I had to start showing up as that person, right? Like I had to start making money, which required me to start showing up in public as something that I had no confidence in being, as some somebody that had no social proof, had no experience in this specific niche. And I had to basically like fake it till I made it. And it felt awkward as hell. It felt awkward as hell. Literally friends made fun of me. Like friends made fun of me. Because I, you know, I had to like step into that and it was, it was hard, but like, that's why I was, I think, I, see, I'm kind of bouncing all over the place, but I'm not stopping this recording, but I was on the run and that's, I was thinking on this run and, and that's where I started thinking about that whole process and thinking like, thank God, thank God I did not let that stop me. Thank you God that I didn't stress too much. I mean, it bothered me for sure, but I didn't let it bother me too much to hold me back because I wouldn't be where I am right now. And I freaking love where I am right now. And I love where I'm going, but it required a level of foolishness and faking it till I made it to get to this point and kind of just trusting the process and putting one foot in front of the other right? And I say all the time, baby steps add up. And that is so freaking true. So I guess I just wanted to share that with you to kind of do a little check-in because it's important to do this and ask yourself, where are you holding yourself back out of fear, out of a fake fear? And are you allowing yourself to lean into, to think about, to consider, pursue what you really want to pursue? And I saw this quote graphic the other day that like, oof, so simple, so true. Stop acting like you live twice. Stop acting like you live twice. Seriously. If it's on your heart, freaking go for it. Because I guarantee you it's not as crazy as inventing the first flying machine. So what's the problem? And it might require, it'll probably definitely require hustling and work and probably some stress and, you know, all the things that good things require, especially in the beginning. But wouldn't it be worth it if you were to become the first person to do X, like the Wright brothers, or be in a position similar to what I am, where I'm, I'm truly doing what I love. I'm getting paid for it. It's freaking crazy. Not a lot of people can say that. And even I, like, I feel like I could do more. And that's something I need to check into. Somebody asked me the other day, where, where do I see myself in 2025? And I could not answer the question. I hadn't even thought that far. That is redonkulous. So I'm actually going to like choose a weekend. I'm going to take myself on a little staycation and allow myself to, to dream and to check in 
and make sure that I'm on the path that I actually want to be on. And I think I am, but, but it's important. It's important to do that. When is the last time you've done that? Some things to think about, huh? Anyway, I hope this was helpful for you. I hope this inspired you, fired you up just a little bit. If so, I would love to know. Please, please, please tag me in your stories. Sometimes I don't see them in time, but don't think that I don't appreciate it because I truly do. And I just really appreciate, if you're still listening right now, I really, really appreciate you spending your time with me because I know that you're busy. I know you have a million other things that you could be doing. So it means the world to me that you are here hanging out with me right now, listening to my crazy ramblings. But I love you. I hope you have an amazing day and I will see you here next week. Bye. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode helped you in any way, you can directly impact my efforts by simply sharing a screenshot of this to your social media or team. Also, if you're looking for additional support, feel free to find me on Instagram at Allie I Reeves and or join the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group.